Hi, and welcome to the Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. This episode is brought to you by Derby Street Shops. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the world through the lens of one small town. But the issues we explore are unfolding in communities across the country. Like period poverty. It means lack of access to products like tampons or pads. We know not everyone will be comfortable with this topic, but I hope you'll stay to learn about what is a pretty shocking situation. Students throughout the state forced to use socks, paper towel rolls, robbed of dignity because they don't have enough money. There is a massive movement to change that in the Bay State, and a Hingham woman is front and center in the fight. My guests today are Kenzie Blackwell, who launched a group called Free Period here in Hingham. Hi, Kenzie. Hi, how are you? Good. And Anne Linehan with the Massachusetts School Nurse Association. She's also a nurse in Brockton Public Schools and a consultant with the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. Hi, Anne. Good morning. So thank you both for being here. I want to level set for a second. Half of the population menstruates. We get our period. But what I didn't realize until, Kenzie, I watched your work, is that One in four teens has missed class because of a lack of access to period supplies. An Intima study found that the average woman surveyed spends about $13.25 a month on menstrual products. That's an average of $6,360 spent in the average woman's lifetime. A third of low-income women report missing work, school, or another commitment due to a lack of period supplies. Kenzie, let me ask you first, how does that strike you? It feels unbelievable in 2022 that these are the real statistics, data-driven statistics that have been proven again and again through multiple studies. It is real and it's here and it's in every community in the United States. Tell me how you got started with this movement? What was, what happened? Um, So I went to uh, a place called Hope and Comfort in Needham in 2019, right before the pandemic. And we were going through this beautiful warehouse facility that serves hundreds of thousands of Boston Metro youth in Boston every month. Um, And there were pallets of soap. There were pallets of shampoo. There were pallets of deodorant and this teeny tiny stack of period supplies. And I asked them if that's another donation item that they might need. And I call this my Mack truck moment because the answer hit me like a Mack truck um, and forever changed my perspective on hygiene and security and the reality of a lot of our our kids um, administrators in the state. And they told me that they have so many students in need that they can't keep up with the the need. So many kids are missing school here in our very own state every month, and it's something that goes unnoticed, and I now call it a hidden need um, because of the stigma attached to periods. And then I said, well, let's see what's going on in our own community. Um, so I came back, and I just started researching. Is there a period supply program that's serving the South Shore? And I quickly found that there was not. Um, so I brought it to a group at St. John's and said, is this something that we're interested in addressing in our community? And they said, sure, give it a shot. Um, so I did a needs assessment. I started calling places like Interfaith Social Services, Bay State Social Services, um, Wellspring, and just asking, do you need supplies? And 
the very sad reality is within five within five phone calls, I had identified 700 menstruators in our community that were struggling with period poverty every month. And so wow. when the need was uncovered that quickly, I said, okay, we need to start a program. We provide access now to over 5,000 menstruators each month. And at the end of this month, we're going to have donated 399,000 products in Southeastern Massachusetts. Wow. Wow. Help us understand what it is when people don't have access to products. What is that loss of dignity or what have you seen? Um, When we are asked to participate in life fully, we want to feel good about who we are as humans. And if we don't have access to period products, it's virtually impossible to engage in life activities at all. Um, As we all know, you can't just, you can go without soap or shampoo for a couple of days. You cannot brush your teeth for a day or two. But if you don't have a period product, you are not going to be able to sit in a classroom and get an education. You're not going to be able to go to work and earn money for your family. You're not going to be able to engage in the beautiful parts of life, the social parts of life. You have to miss out on that. Um, And I think the pandemic highlighted how important that social connection is for all of us. And to not have that ability just um, adds a piece of indignity to our existence that should not be. Period products, I always say, are like toilet paper. It's a natural bodily function. And anywhere there's toilet paper in a public space, there should be a period product available too. And I want to bring you into the conversation to hear what's happening in our schools. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, the Derby Street Shops. Talk about hyper-local. Derby Street is home to 12 small businesses like restaurants Nomai and newly opened Untold Brewery and Clandestine Kitchen, Tap Room, and Restaurant, our good pals. For festive home finds, look no further than Mill 77 and pop into Shoe Market to find something cozy for you, too. There's truly something for every member of the family. Your teens will love Kativo's trending styles, and you can grab a treat for your pup at Polka Dog. Plus, discover two local brands popping up for the holiday season. Retail Incubator and Boutique for Now and South Shore favorite Levitate. Support small businesses this holiday season at Derby Street. For more information, visit derbystshops.com explore. Okay, let's get back to check in with Anne, a school nurse and a consultant for the state. And help us understand the situation in public schools. You work in Brockton Public Schools, a lower income community in southeastern Massachusetts, help us understand what you're seeing and, you know, share, share some, some stories if you would. What I see in Brockton, not only in Brockton, but across the Southeast region is a lot of young people that don't come to school because they're embarrassed. They don't want to ask for, um, help or assistance. And it's, it's very disconcerting when you have a student that comes in on a Friday with tears asking if they can take some home or if they actually reach their hand in the basket and take more than they really would because they're afraid to ask. Uh, school nurses 
play a pivotal role. It bridges healthcare and education. Um, There's so many limited resources. They have a high caseload. We have communication challenges with language barriers. Uh, being the only medical professional in an educational home. When, when they don't have the access, and I hear sometimes they're not going to school or they'll skip classes, what else is happening for them if, 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 the, nurse, if the nurse's office wasn't there or if uh, period products weren't available? What would they do? That's the concern. What do they do when they don't have access to the school nurse or, or somebody that will assist them, especially over vacations and the summer break? They have no access and they do what they can. And it's their, their dignity and their social isolation becomes um, depression. Hmm. Hmm. What did you do before you connected with Free Period? What, what happened to provide period products to kids in school? Nurses are paying out of pocket for uh, supplies. Mm. Hmm. How, Kenzie, how would you equate this problem to, to what? When you have 50% of your population not able to participate um, in everyday activities because of biology here in our own communities, it's an issue that we're just not talking about. Um, you know, here in Massachusetts, one in nine menstruators live below the federal poverty line. And when you're between buying food for your family or taking care of your biology, of course you're going to feed your kids. Um, Mm. if you are between, um, getting to and from school um, and having to use your your bus pass or whatever, you're going to, anybody who with a budget is going to put dollars towards what's going to give them the most benefit. Google what to do if you don't have a pad. And the answer you get is the reality for thousands of people in our community every month. Um, you know, being forced to have to make do with a sock or a paper towel roll or rags um, just to get through your day, just to get be able to go to work, to be able to go to school and sit in a classroom and learn. Um, mm. It really is a dignity issue, and it affects so many within our community that it, it's just unthinkable. Are there not government programs to pay for period products? No, there's not a single program in existence that helps those um, struggling with hygiene insecurity. Um, You know, in in our state, one in nine menstruators live below the federal poverty line, and 172,000 are 100% below the federal poverty line. So if you are Mm -hmm. that um, financially insecure, buying a powder or a tampon, you know, for the, the average consumer, you're saying, oh, so what? It's three or $4 a month, um, five or $6 a month, seven or $8 a month, depending on your product um, of choice. Um, but those, those three or $4 
are a big deal if you're 100 percent below the federal poverty line. That's the difference between putting food on the table and taking care of your biology. These kids don't have jobs or are able to pay for their own products when they're too young to get a job. It becomes a bigger issue when they ruin their clothes and now they have to replace their panties or their pants. It's, it puts a lot of stress on them. They're embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the reaction if there is one? I I don't mean it's like Christmas morning, but what's the reaction when you give them products and you give them enough for what they need? It's amazing to see the smile on their face, the tears dry up. They're so thankful. I've actually had a few come back into the office to thank me following a vacation or following um, a weekend. How does that feel for you? It's actually, it's very emotional. It's something so simple. It should be so simple. That should be easily accessible without the embarrassment. And I'll tell you, Kenzie has been a godsend. Kenzie, how does that make you feel? Um, Sorry, I'm a little emotional about that hand. Um, For me to hear that, Anne, makes this work... Oh, gosh, sorry. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just not, it's not just me. Um, we have a whole community that has heard this message who has said, we're going to step up and we are going to support anyone that we can um, and make period poverty a non-issue on the South Shore. Um there's no way that I could do this work alone. Um, you know, getting almost 400,000 products out into our community in less than two years, in less than 18 months, really, um, mm. that that just is a testament to, to how real this is and how our community responds when they hear about something as powerful as this affecting our neighbors. Um, you know, we are neighbors supporting neighbors. And this is a project born of love and dignity. This is one of those things that when you learn about it, you can't unhear it. You can't not imagine yourself in that same position because we all have been in school. We've all had that up uh-oh moment. Um, and we all know that if we didn't have access to products, that means we're not going to have an education. And you talk about lifelong impact, being able to support students and keep them in school is really setting them on a different trajectory. Um, mm. You don't have access to education. You're not going to graduate high school. Um, there's research out there that in our state, menstruators are missing on average between seventh between seventh grade and 12th grade, almost a full academic calendar year, 180 days because of periods. And think about trying Wait, to- Kenzie, tell me that. Tell me that again. Yeah. You're saying that- 
one person between seventh and and twelfth grade is missing a hundred and eighty days. Yeah, if you look at the average onset at you know seventh grade and through twelfth grade, three to five days each month, it adds up quick. And trying to play catch up every month, three to five days out of the classroom every month, um, and it's not the reality for every menstruator out there, but it is for so many. And at what point do you just give up? At what, at what point do you say, I can't do this? And at what point do I just not graduate high school? To think that someone might graduate high school and go on college now because free period exists, that's one of the greatest accomplishments of our community. Mm-hmm. Give us a sense quickly, if you would, Kenzie, of who else you serve or how, you know, how many districts or how many nonprofits, who else do you serve? Yeah, so we, um, we have, our, our model is community partners come to us with um, how many um, clients they need to serve each month, um, the number of pads they need, the number of tampons they need, the number of liners they need. And um, we have about 20 to 25 um, steady community partners that we allocate products to each month through places like Bay State Community Services, Interfaith Social Services, Southwest Community Food Center. So a lot of access points for people who um, already have relationships with assistance programs. And Mm. we like operating that way because... The, the piece of this that keeps people from asking is shame. And coming to some program out of um, Hingham asking for a product is going to be a barrier for so many because just having to ask is hard. But if we mm. go through community partners, those relationships are already formed. That trust is already there. Um, we know that there's about 250 Ukrainian refugees set to come to our area very soon. And we have um, some funding set aside for when they get here. Um, we will be able to supply them with about six months of product security um, mm. so that they can come into their new home and have that one thing taken care of for them. Yeah. Interestingly, I, I happened to sit next to the executive director of um, Interface Social Services the other day and asked him what he needed most. And he runs or they run the largest food pantry on the South shore. And it, it wasn't food. They don't want food drives right now. They, they need um, sanitary products. You said yeah. pads more than anything is, is the biggest need right now. Yeah. Um, which is, it's just kind of flooring for, you know, so much food insecurity in the state, yeah. which is yeah. not to say, obviously that's not a priority for them too, but um, their most dire need is that. But um, so, you know, free period launched in 2021. So, Listeners might be wondering why we're talking about this right now. Obviously, it's an ongoing need. Um, but also, I, I want to ask you to tell us about the bill moving through the state legislature. If I have this correct, it's House Bill 2354, an act to increase access to menstrual products in prisons, homeless shelters, and of course, public schools. Tell us about that that bill. Yeah, so this is a very powerful piece of legislation that's been working its way through the process in the state house over the last few years, um, and we're members of the Mass Menstrual Equity Coalition, and part of our work is advocacy, um, and we are working really hard to get this piece of legislation moved to the final um, stage of the process, which is a vote 
with our state representatives. Um, it's colloquially known as the IM bill. And this bill will provide products in public schools, in homeless shelters, and in state prisons. Because in our state, our incarcerated menstruators are not guaranteed access to menstrual products. Um, but if this piece of legislation gets voted on and approved, um, all of those needs are going to be taken care of. And this human rights issue, is, which is how we see it, um, will be taken care of by the state. Hmm. And what would it mean to get period products funded and delivered through the state for public schools? Oh, it would mean the world to so many because it affects every teacher, every student, every school nurse. It's hard to put it into words because it's just... It's one of those things that should be and isn't. Kenzie, for people who want to get involved, who want to donate, how do they do that? Um, we have a website. It's freeperiodministry.org. Um, there's a link for financial donations and more information about who we serve, how many products we've given, um, and some information on past events. Um but if you would like to get involved with our advocacy piece, this is something everyone can do, writing your state representative. Like I said, we're in the final stages of the legislative process. It passed our state Senate unanimously, um, and we're just asking it to be brought to a vote by our representatives so that we can get a signature on this bill and we can move towards having period security for everyone in public spaces in our state. Um, and again, if there's toilet paper in a public space, there should be period products. Excellent. Excellent. Kenzie Blackwell and Linehan, I thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you. And thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, it would be a huge help if you'd rate and review us on Apple or wherever you listen. Sign up for our emails at thehinghamcast.com and please support all local journalism, like the work of our fabulous friends over at The Hingham Anchor. Okay, that's going to do it for us. If you have a story idea or topic you hope we explore, hit me up on social media. I'm Allie Donnelly. Have a great day.